0: Really happy to have Rob Good from Promise Church, a new church plant in Bradford, Ontario. Pastor Rob, welcome.
1: How are you? Thanks for having me here.
0: It's so good that you're on. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey this last year with Promise Church. Exciting stuff happening.
1: Yeah, it is really exciting. We started on September 16th, 2018. And uh, we just had a a great spot. Um, We're in a public school called Chris Hadfield Public School. Brand new school. And God has just allowed this community to start to form uh, in a big way. Uh, They warned us as the summer came, they said, oh, look out, because attendance is going to drop. And in the summer, we hit five record attendance amounts. Wow. We've just been, we've been growing and celebrating a ton.
0: That's so good. And I just love the fact that you guys took the risk and congratulations on getting through your first year. It's always a tough push. The pre-launch season and then the launch season, great stuff happening in Bradford what I want to chat a little bit more uh, with you today in our short time we have is I love your discipleship model and specifically one part of it but I'll let you kind of unpack it quickly and then maybe we'll dive into that one part uh, that, sure. I, that I'm pretty so, interested in
1: right so the discipleship model is, uh, is actually built on a, on a cycle of experience so we call it experiential discipleship um, when I was studying the Bible, especially Old Testament, I was looking for, is there a place where the narrative of God has disappeared? Is there no cultural understanding of God or, or a massive narrative, meta-narrative of God? And I found it in the person of Abraham. And then I asked the question, what did God do to introduce himself? Because I recognize we are in a post-Christian world. And I recognize that God used the motif of promise mm-hmm. um, to introduce himself. So God said, here's a promise, and he asked for a response of trust. So we go from promise into trust. Uh, That's the first transition. And then we go from trust into following. That that trust that you place in God uh, transitions a person into an action of following. Their life orients around that trust. We saw Abraham do that as he continued to move westward towards the promised land. Um, And then trust, or, or that following piece, Uh, gives way to a really unique part of discipleship that happens again and again in the Bible and in Christian experience, because following leads into questioning.
0: Um, And and we're going to come back to that, because that's the one thing I just love about this, this model. So
1: Absolutely. So, questioning um, allows us to to explore uh, explore the infinite God, and you know, start to question some of the doubts that we have, some of our presuppositions about God, so that God can grow us from there into seeing His mission um, in a in a greater light. And then, from mission, what what happens to many Christians, and what happens throughout the Bible and the character stories, is God leaves a new promise. Sometimes we use the word calling. Um, but sometimes we just use the word new promise. There's a new revelation of God that requires us to experience trust. Yeah, And so and it's I'm important. constantly, yeah, I'm constantly experiencing the same thing that a non-Christian is experiencing, you know, that that tension between these stages of trust and risk and boredom and questions and and moving into something greater.
0: Yeah. So let's get back to that questioning piece because I've just never heard or read, and maybe I just haven't heard or read a lot but about (laughs) about this idea of making room for doubt Mm. making room for questioning why don't you kind of unpack that in the time we have left
1: sure so we have uh there's a couple of thoughts one of my professors really influenced me said an unquestioned faith is an immature faith Mm. um and then another big impact was saint john of the cross when he talks about dark night of the soul the basic idea of a dark night of the soul is that your, your foundation of God is too small and God changes your situation in order to allow you to expand your foundation of who God is. And, and in those times, I think it's really important that pastors recognize that people can be going through cataclysmic shifts in their understanding of God. And that's not necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. in the past. I think we've taken that as a bad thing. And I think that if a pastor leans into those pastoral moments, even organizationally, we can really get into questioning. So what we've done is we have, uh, we've incorporated technology to keep stuff organized. We use tablets and there are a lot of pastors There's a trend towards, uh, text messages Um, the end of service, and that's a wonderful thing. We do that, but we take a series of four weeks, and then on the fifth week, we have a forum where uh, people get into discussions. We ask questions out to the congregation. They discuss, and then they generate questions that they throw back to a panel using our technology, and these places for questions have really allowed people to grapple with their own understanding of what God is saying in his word.
0: Love it. Thanks so much for jumping on today because I just think people need to build that into uh, the discipleship process. Give space for people to ask questions. Thanks, Rob, for doing this today.
1: No problem. Thank you.